Did you know that Canadians haven't used pennies since 2013? I'm pretty jealous. We got plenty of facts and more. It's coming right up. We got lots of info. Let's rock and roll. It's Digital with Rhino. Hello and welcome to this episode of Did You Know with Ryan O. I'm Ryan O. This is my show. I know exactly what you're thinking. A loony is a weird name for a coin. In today's episode, we're going to have lots of fun and you might even learn something. So without further ado, let's do this. You know, in this show, we talk about all sorts of crazy stuff and randomness, but we don't do it alone. So today we'll be graced with a special guest. I may be biased and think of this as the most special of guests, but I'm allowed to think that. I married her. She's fun and gorgeous, born and raised in a small town in the panhandle of Florida, and enjoys the color purple. She loves photography, horses, and, well, me. Ladies and gentlemen, our special guest, the woman who has rolled her eyes at me at least a thousand times, Rachel O. Hello, you. How are you doing? Hello. I'm doing well. That is awesome. I am quite warm, if I do say so myself, but that's what happens when you're adjusting to things. Uh, in case individuals didn't know what was going on, uh, we've been out of town for a bit. In fact, we've been out of the country for a bit. We were traveling about into the great white north uh, as of Canada. It's pretty cool. It was a lot of fun. We loved it. Uh, so in this show, we're going to talk about all sorts of things, but mostly Canada. So let's get back into the normal format of the show uh, with Ryan O and the Mailbox of Doom. So far... In the mailbox, which you could email us at didyouknowryano at gmail.com, we've got all sorts of cool things pertaining to, well, Podbean and iTunes. So technically, we don't have any emails. All right. Moving on over into the Twitterverse. Let's see what is going on. You can always uh, tweet at us at didyouknowryano. Let's see what is happening. Uh, looks like the Every Movie Ever asterisk podcast just had another episode that just came up. It's about movies adapted to TV, so that's pretty cool. And uh, that's pretty much all we've got for Ryan O. And the Mailbox of Doom. A little bit too much. So that leads us into our words of the week. Are you ready for this? Yes, I am. All right, so so here's what's happening. Um, I'm going to tell you what the word is, and I want you to guess what you think it might be okay all right so the word is double double what do you think a double double is double double boil and trouble i like that one i like that one um since we are kind of doing a show all about canada it's actually a coffee with two milks and two sugars often ordered at tim hortons Oh, I've only had one Tim Horton experience and it was okay, but still really early in the morning. <laughs> yeah, being at any place at about six o'clock in the morning is still pretty early. I didn't have my coffee yet or a double-double yet. Oh, nice. Love it. So we're going on into our loveliness of where in the world. This is where I give you clues as to an awesome thing that can be found in the world. I want you to tell me where you think it is. Now... Ironically, we're doing an episode all about Canada. So you're going to tell me which part of Canada you think this is going to be in. Are you ready? I can't just say it's in Canada. <laughs> you can't just say it's in Canada. That would be cheating. Okay, let's go. All right. So it is a lake where its surface becomes a series of colored pools or spots 
in the summer when most of the water evaporates. That sounds really cool. Why didn't we go there? Well, if you guess where it is, I can probably tell you why we didn't go there. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, it creates spots. So I would say maybe like the rainbow pools in Saskatchewan. Not close. We'll give you, uh, we'll get you option number two here. Um, the spots are blue, white, yellow, or green, depending on which minerals um, they hold. Does that give you any more advice? Any more helps? Nope. Okay. All right. Uh, the first tribes in the area considered the lake to be sacred and believed it can heal illnesses, both physical and spiritual. That sounds like an awesome lake. I know, right? Again, why didn't we go there? I'm just the, kidding. The reason we didn't go there is because it's in British Columbia. Oh, we were only in British Columbia for like two minutes on our drive. Yeah. So it was in Spotted Lake, British Columbia. For those of you who do have your handy devices ready, I recommend checking out the pictures. They're awesome. Um, so that leads us into our next section here on the show called fact or fiction. I'm going to tell you things about a fictional character and you tell me whether they're true or not based on the history of that character. Okay, let's go. All right. So it's going to be about Wolverine who was born in Alberta, Canada. That is true. In 1880, I think he was supposed to be born in Alberta, Canada. Love it. That's pretty sweet. So, uh, true or false, his real name was Logan. True. His, his birth name was actually James Howlett. False. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, number two, uh, he was possibly evolved from an actual Wolverine. I'm going to say false. That is indeed false. He was a human who just happened to also be a mutant. Uh, in the 70s, uh, Wolverine couldn't have arm hair while in the costume. True or false? Probably true. It is very true. They had these weird uh, rules about hair, body hair, based on standards and practices. It was rather awkward. That sounds very awkward. Uh, so Wolverine is not allowed to smoke in the comics anymore. True or false? I'd probably say that's true. I would want my kids not to be able to see smoking superheroes in the comics. That is true. As of 2015, characters are not allowed to smoke in comic books, especially for Marvel. Um, so then, as you were saying, how old is Wolverine? Wait, based on like today's date, 2018? Sure. Okay. So if my date of year birth was exactly right, I would say he is, let's see, 230, 40-something years old. <laughs> I'm loving where your math is. Unfortunately, if he was 230-something, that, that would be like 1780. Oh, that's right. You must have carried the one somewhere. It's about 130. My, I didn't have my double-double yet today. That's fair. <laughs> that is fair. So that is our uh, fact or fiction with Wolverine. Did you learn something about Wolverine? I sure did. He's not as old as I thought he was. <laughs> <laughs> so that leads us into a new segment called Only in Canada. So we're going to talk about things that could only happen in Canada. That Pretty, sounds great. I know, right? Uh, there was a thing called the Circus Riot of 1855. So Wolverine wouldn't have been a part of that. Nope. No. 
So it was in Toronto and they were expanding frontier land and there was a lot of brothels back in the mid 1800s. I bet there were. And so there was a thing called the Star Troop Menagerie and Circus. I think that's how you pronounce that. Menagerie. Menagerie. Ooh, menagerie. So apparently after one performance, the circus clowns opted for a bordello romp. So they went out, tried to have some fun, and did not choose their brothel wisely because it was a uh, favorite place of the firefighters. <laughs> yeah. N- not so cool. Um, it was called the Fire Fireman Riot as there was a uh, fight between all of them. Um, it was really not cool. Apparently it says the uh, details are sketchy, but before you could say get this di- giant shoe out of my butt, the clowns were thrashing the firemen in ensuring brothel dominance for the night. So they're trying to claim who was going to be there for the evening. And they had a fight over territory between clowns and firemen. I wonder if they were actually in fireman getup and and clown getup because that would make for like a funny picture or caricature. So if you have the ability to draw such a thing, send it to us at didyouknowryano at gmail.com. We'd love to place it somewhere on one of our websites. So that was uh, only in Canada. Pretty cool, right? Sure. It sounds like something that you could probably see in one of our cities nowadays, though, don't you think? Maybe not at a brothel. No, it'd be more like someone's trying to claim a Starbucks or something. That could be true. You get two rival gangs trying to go up to a Starbucks. Hey, I want to make sure I get my mocha latte. And they're like, no, man, I want my mocha chuno. And he tries to figure out what he's going to do. I don't know what that accent was. We're just going to go with it. I'm sure people are going to email in going, what's a mocha chuno? And my answer is, I don't know. But speaking of things I do know, here's a word from our sponsor. Did you know with Rhino? This episode has been brought to you by Everyday Cosplay Finds. Ever wanted to show off your favorite character or group of characters, but don't see things online that match your style? Then check out Everyday Cosplay Finds, bringing cosplay into your everyday. Go to etsy.com slash shop slash everyday cosplay finds for more information. All righty, and we are back. Um, speaking of being back, we just recently came back from Alberta, Canada. How long are we gone? Uh, like eight days, eight or nine days. It was pretty fun. Uh, we, we left out of here, I would say in the afternoon and arrived sometime really, really, really early in the morning. Yeah, that was fun. We flew out of here in Orlando about six o'clock and then we time traveled back two hours and arrived in Calgary about a little after midnight. That would have been like 2, 2.30 a.m. Eastern time. And it was a bit tricky. Um, for those of you who have not gone through customs before, let me tell you, it, it's it's a bit awkward. Um, you, you show up and you have to declare what you brought in or what you didn't bring in and prove that you are who you are as you go across the border with all of your documents. And um, it takes a little bit of time. Yeah, that was stressfully surprising in uh, Toronto we had to go through customs and we had about an hour in between flights and we're what it's like 10 30 at night we're tired after a long day I went and worked a half a day so that was fun but we made it through we made our flight and we had a great adventure so my recommendation if you are going to take a trip that has connecting flights make sure you give yourself enough time in between the flights Otherwise, uh, you might not make it. 
Yes, we ran into some people that were trying to get in line to customs and only had 17 minutes to make their flight. Thankfully, we had about 45 minutes. But we did arrive in in beautiful Calgary. And then first thing in the morning, we headed out and about towards Jasper. Yes, to get to Jasper from the Calgary area, we took the Icefields Parkway, which has been rated about, I think, the top five or top ten most beautiful drives in the world, which it didn't disappoint. There's mountains everywhere, lots of hills, valleys, rivers, lakes. It was absolutely beautiful. If you ever plan on going in that direction, I recommend driving because then you can stop and take your time and enjoy things as opposed to being stuck on a bus where you are not in control. Being in control is awesome because if you want to stop and take 20 minutes to hang out and stare at a lake, you can do that. Which we did. It was awesome. It was. Uh, so tell them about uh, some of the cool places we saw at uh, Jasper. In Jasper, we stayed at the Jasper House bungalows, which are kind of like these little cabins. They were really fun, kind of rustic a little bit, but we were on the Athabasca River. Bless you. I know, right? It's a mouthful, but a beautiful river. And when we checked in, the guy actually showed us a picture of one of the guests from the previous year. And I guess it had snowed the, the same time we visited, but last year... So we actually had beautiful weather. I think it was in the 60s as a high for Fahrenheit. It was confusing because everything <laughs> was in uh, Celsius. and We're really used to Fahrenheit. So it was somewhere around 20 degrees Celsius. Yeah, beautiful weather. So on our first day of hiking, we went to the Moline Canyon, which was about, I don't know, two and a half hour hike over five different bridges and through a canyon of waterfalls. When we got there, we were the first ones there. Um <laughs> Which I recommend if you're traveling into any of these places, go with a partner at, at least. least. <laughs> because otherwise, you're alone fighting against mountain lions and cougars and bears. Oh my. You're definitely in bear country. And luckily, we didn't see any bears while we were hiking. We saw some while we were driving. But we were very fortunate. But you got to stay alert and vigilant and know your surroundings for sure. And do not go in the the woods alone like we saw many people doing in flip-flops i mean you got to wear the right stuff you got to prep for the places you want to be at uh, so when we went up there through the Mullane canyon um over near all the bridges if you wanted to go um and see some of the best views you kind of had to be in the middle but you still had to hike i don't know about 15 to 35 meters up in the air and that was quite a bit of a Quite a bit of a hike for people who are used to flatlands. Yes, it kicked our butts. But what did we do in the afternoon? We went hiking to the Valley of the Five Lakes, which kicked our butts again. Yeah, doing those back to back was a really great idea. I'm glad there was food and alcohol afterwards. Absolutely. We enjoyed a lot of uh, good restaurants in Jasper, including the Raven, Jasper Brewing Company, the Olive, and Jasper Pizza Company. I remember Jasper Brewing Company very well. I have a hat. I'll show you guys a picture on the Twitter. Um, by the time this shows up, so will the picture. Um, their brewing company was awesome. I love beer. That's kind of my thing. Um, I love trying all sorts of beers all over the place. They were good. Good food, good people there. Everyone in Alberta I think we ran into was super nice. And a lot of them were surprisingly young and active. I think they're, what, on some sort of like work visa thing? 
Yeah, I think during the summer, a lot of them come from different countries and work at the restaurants, at the resorts. I think the girl that checked us in at one of our hotels was from Australia, and we met several people from England as well. And a couple of our servers were from like Germany or Holland or some European places like that. Wish I had done that when I was younger. Yeah. So which part would you have gone to? Would you have gone to this area if you were there? If I had known about Alberta and the national parks there, I would definitely have wanted to go up there. So Jasper is a really fun city. It's kind of small, um, but it's surrounded by all the mountains and a bunch of trains. Yeah, we saw a bunch of trains, really big cargo trains come through, as well as they think the... Rocky Mountain Mountaineer train, which is the um, like the luxury train that goes across, I believe, Alberta over to Vancouver in British Columbia to see the sights, which looks fancy and fun. I, I enjoyed seeing them coming through. Like some of the trains were like quarter mile, half a mile long, and they went on forever and came through like double deckers sometimes, like two cargo crates on top of each other. It was ridiculous. Absolutely. And one of the best places we saw the trains was when we took the Jasper Skytrain up to Whistler's Mountain. That was really fun. It took us to get from the base to where the Skytram ends, which is like a giant gondola. It took us like, what, eight minutes to get all the way About up About eight minutes. And you're just in this little tiny car on top of this wire and it travels up i don't know maybe 25 30 people are in that thing something like that and it takes you about two-thirds of the way up the mountain then it has like a restaurant on top and then you get a nice view going on little shop there and then you get to walk the rest of the way which we did not make it to the summit it was a little steep of a walk but we made it i don't know a third of the way would you say uh, a third from from that point to the summit a third to a half something yeah. like that and they have these little tiny flowers that are growing up there that sometimes takes 50 years to bloom. So that was really cool to see some of those. And there are some trees that are as tall as I am, but they take like 200 years to get as tall as I am. So that was really cool. We may have glimpsed a tiny little glimpse of the Mount Robinson over in British Columbia, which is the tallest mountain in the Canadian Rockies. Not in the entire Rockies. I think the ones in Colorado area are taller than this mountain, but... In the Canadian Rockies, I think we saw a tiny bit of the top before the clouds covered it back up. So besides going on some of these mountains, we also went horseback riding. Which was a highlight of my trip. It, we went on a two-hour journey. Um, my horse's name was Sonny, and he was rather chill. Like We went with this, this couple from Holland, and uh, like, did the dude... how? How experienced was one of our guys? Um, that guy he had never been on a horse before, so that was fun. And my horse, Billy, was right behind him. And Billy was a jerk because he kept trying to pass the horse in front of us. Because the guy didn't know which end was front and which end was back. He was just kind of hanging out. and he. So <laughs> the, the day before we went, there was some storm, uh, storm some high winds in the evening. And uh, a couple of the trees had fallen down. One went over the pathway, right? And so it had fallen down, and we're all in a single line following our guide, and we're all moving along. And uh, his horse just kind of just said, nope. And then her horse was like, sup, let's do this. Yeah, Billy charged right over the, the tree where the horse in front of us, uh, he was scared to even go near it. So our guide had to 
pull him over him herself and we got back on the trail and back going but they took us up really high and we got to see lakes and the mountains in the background and we went on something called the goats trail which is this little narrow trail on the edge of a huge kind of cliff with a huge valley down below and the views were spectacular something that we probably would never have hiked to because we definitely probably would have just died and if you're ever on a horse, I recommend like strapping a camera to you or having one of those simple ones because if you try to use both hands while you're taking a photo on a horse, it's not really going to work out very well. Nope. Nope. Unfortunately, we didn't get very much photos on that trip, but you got a little bit of video, I think. A little bit of video. But it was really more about the experience and what we saw and the connection we had with our horse, oh, even yeah. if Billy was a jerk. Sonny Boy and I were chilling. It was pretty cool. He would uh, lean back and hang out for a bit and then be like, hey, I'll catch up. And he would trot along, which was great, unless we were right up against the edge of a cliff. Which was scary. I don't think he was scared, but I was. <laughs> so after a little bit into Jasper and having some pretty good food, um, we, we headed out a little bit deeper. So if you go a little bit further south from Jasper... You head into Banff? Yep, Banff. Jasper is really far north, so that we did the furthest away at first part of our trip, and then we, basically, we were lucky because we got to drive the Icefields Parkway twice. <laughs> Which was awesome. And we got to see things on our way back that we saw going up, like, oh, yeah, we should stop there. And we were like, okay, cool. This was a good good idea. Absolutely. And one of the best stops on the Icefields Parkway on the way or around Banff is going to be Pato Lake, which you stop at Bow Summit. We kind of missed that on our way up, so I had to look it up. But at Bow Summit exit, you get off and you go up, I don't know, 10, 15 minute walk. But in the snow, yes, we experienced some snow. Because the ground still didn't thaw out 100% because it was the, the end of May. Uh, so there was still snow on the ground. And the higher up you went, you're like, okay, what are we going to see? Like, you're going around these corners and you're trying not to slip. Luckily, we wore boots because we were smart. We weren't wearing flip-flops like idiots. <laughs> and uh, we got further up and got further and further. And finally, we turned this corner. Tell them what we saw. Well, Ryan stopped to look at a sign. I wanted to know where we were. I passed him and was like, oh my gosh, get over here, Ryan. Quit looking at that sign. Get over here. And so we saw this beautiful lake down below that was the deepest bright blue and mountains in the background, snow-capped. It was gorgeous. You'll see pictures of it on the Twitter feed once this goes live. And really from there, we uh, finally went to our hotel. We stayed in Canmore, which I had done a lot of research, and that was about 20, 25 minutes from Banff, a little bit south. And they said that was less crowded in a quieter place to stay which i'm glad we did even though we were further from banff and some of the attractions it was our favorite place i think because banff when you go to it it's a it's a small community but it's full of like thousands of people yes and it's really small um think about like being in a big city but shrinking all the buildings so they're only three stories tall and then having all the traffic centered around that. Okay, now try to park your vehicle. Our large vehicle. <laughs> we got a, a giant truck because they were out of the ones that we were planning on getting. So we had ourselves a nice big old truck. And um, trying to park that really made it feel like I was uh, driving like some sort of safari vehicle going through the mountains and stuff. 
which was perfect for our mountain trip. <laughs> That's right. We had a little mountain photo safari. It was it was pretty chill. Uh, so if you do go into town, um, get there early, definitely, or, or during an off time. So if you're going for lunch, go like before the usual lunch or after, and same thing for dinner. And if you're going to find some place to park, it's going to be at the edge of town, not directly in the middle of town. Yep. So if you definitely go into these areas, look forward to walking a lot, which actually was perfect. I loved walking a lot around to the different stores and restaurants and hiking. It made all the eating we did feel like it was negative or zero calories. Absolutely. Isn't that the best? (laughs) That means we were kind of not gaining anything, not really losing anything. Just kind of chilling. I dug it. So um, we did Pato Lake, uh, which was, like you said, deep blue. Um, after that, we did another lake. Yeah, one morning we got up really early and went to the place that I have been dreaming about over a year for this whole visit, and that was Moraine Lake. And we really lucked out because about a week before we left, they opened the road there. It had been closed before because of avalanches during the winter time. So we made it to Moraine Lake, even though it was about an hour and 45-minute journey there and up a kind of a scary mountain. Would you say that was drive was a interesting it was uh, a whole bunch of spiraling and some of the the lanes um because it just opened they didn't have time to paint the lanes so you had to see where the crease in between the two right side left sides of the concrete were and try to gauge your own to see where you were supposed to be as long as you weren't at the edge going to fall off so if whatever you do the speed limit is your friend i know you want to get there faster don't because you might not get there at all. <laughs> but definitely get there early because on our way back down, the road was closed and I think you had to take a bus up to the top. But the views were spectacular. I don't think we could have asked for a clearer, more beautiful day. And it was the, the Valley of the Ten Peaks. So I'm sure you've seen the pictures before. I've seen them on TV advertisements at the like the Best Buy or whatever. But uh, it's usually the background picture that you can find in like your sort of like windows background or something. Absolutely. It's gorgeous. And so speaking of like seeing that picture all over the place, giving you a quick background, like Rachel and I have been married two and a half years now. Right. Yep. And so she's been talking about wanting to go to see these mountains for about three years, four years. Maybe not that long, because I only really notice these mountains. Um, I don't know, two and a half, maybe three, maybe three years ago when I watched, what was it? Heartland on Netflix. And even though that's a cool show about horses in a horse farm in Alberta, Canada, that's where I got the idea to go on this trip. And thank goodness we did. And so she's been doing research about it ever since. We just had to find time off and money to do it, which which took us a bit, but we did it. Absolutely, we did it. And it was totally awesome. Like like she said, the Mor- Moraine Lake, in order to get there. So we we get up there and it's extremely cold because it had like rained the night beforehand and it's 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 chilly. It's a cold morning. The wind is blowing. We're out there. We kind of got our uh, we kind of got our, our hoods on. We're hanging out, and then we step right up to the edge, and the the cold wind just kind of blew right in your face. So oh yeah, right through you. You definitely have to dress in layers and warmth, but that was 
Totally worth it. Totally worth it. Because once <laughs> you get there and you see all the beautiful colors and how tall the mountains are and where you're at, it's all nice and chill and peaceful. You love it. Absolutely. And then from there, Maureen Lake, we drove down to Lake Louise, which I think is a very famous site. It has a big fancy schmancy hotel there. And in the background of Lake Louise is Victoria Glacier. So we were pretty cool to see a bunch of glaciers actually on our trip. Um, there was the one in the middle of the ice fields parkway. Yeah, that's Columbia Glacier that they actually have these big like monster trucks that go out onto the glaciers so you can walk around on it. But I think seeing the glaciers was good enough for us. I don't want to walk on one. We had lunch one day um, near them. And we we saw these buses. Like it's a scary thing when you don't really know where the edge of your road is. Imagine having a tour bus, a giant tour bus in front of you or behind you. And then they're also trying to go around these mountains. And so you you notice, okay, there might be about 40, 50 people on them. So imagine five of them at a place where you want to go to. And that's why I recommend going to every place early because one thing that we did have was awesome timing. Oh yeah, we did. Most places, if there was a tour, it was either just leaving or just arriving, but either as we were leaving or arriving, the opposite. So we really lucked out with crowds. Yeah, it's always a scary thing seeing hundreds and hundreds of people trying to walk up to the edge and take a photo and then disappear. And that, that ruins your your tranquility and gets them in your shot. So your photo ends up a little bit less awesome. Yep. So er, the key thing is to go early, especially to the places that you really want to see and save the stuff for the afternoon, maybe for something that isn't as popular or high up on your list. Or if it's raining. Or if it's raining, which we also went to Johnston Canyon in the rain, because I had read that that's a good place to go on a rainy day. And we did. And it didn't just rain, it hailed. Because it was it was cold. So we, we went into the, there's a couple of waterfalls in the Johnson Canyon. Like there's a, a the first fall you come across is one of their lower falls. You're basically going up the river. And it, it's like, like nine meters, th- th- 30, 30 feet. 30 feet. And then you keep on going and, and going. And it's like a, it's like a mile and a half, two mile walk. And you're going and you're, going and you finally get to the upper falls which were amazing and totally worth that extra effort those were like a hundred feet foot or feet foot 100, 100 feet foot. foot falls yeah you can see feet kind of flying off the water itself heading towards the bottom oh, i hope not <laughs> 100 of them uh so it was raining but on our way back we started seeing more people because the rain had let up. Absolutely. So it paid off to go early and in the rain, which that was actually one of your favorite hikes, wasn't it? It was pretty chill. There was some um, areas you got to watch out for, like slippery rocks because everyone's walked on them. So it's almost like their shoes have polished the rocks, making them nice and slippery. So if you're not wearing the right shoes and you're not really paying attention to where you're going, you could slip, fall on your butt, hurt yourself. Not fun. And I definitely couldn't carry you back to the start or anywhere near it if that had happened. And I love you, but I also didn't want to have to do that carrying you that <laughs> way too. <laughs> so um, so on our way back, it was just kind of chilling, kind of a little bit of rain. But um, these, these paths, because it's all about the national parks, they really take care of their stuff. 
They sure do. Like some of their paths going up are kind of paved and they've got some like rails. So people who are like in their 50s, I've seen some 50 and 60 year olds go up there. Absolutely. I was surprised about the different people that were on the trails with us, but uh, good for them. And I think the national parks really do take care and mark the trails really well and good maps and signs for us. I dug it. So that told us where we were and what was going on, which made getting back to our um, cars in order to have food pretty cool. Yep. It made it seem less scary when you were deep in the woods and everything was very quiet and you are trying to stay vigilant for bears or whatever could get you since it is bear season. Um, We did not buy bear spray, even though I was looking into it, and it is recommended. But we did see some signs where if you continued on the trail, you had to have a group or bear spray with you. It was highly recommended because safety in numbers, for sure. And the cool thing is I didn't have to be um, the fastest one there. I just had to be faster than those 50 or 60-year-olds who were kind of climbing (laughs) through the mountains in order to uh, escape from a bear. (laughs) Now, in the National Park area, they have Jasper National Park, Banff National Park, Kootenai National Park, and Yoho National Park. Is that like a pirate national park? Oh, that would be fun, wouldn't it? <laughs> a whole bunch of pirates on a mountain. Arr! We're going to go ahead and see the seven seas. A. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. But we did travel, in addition to Jasper and Banff, we went over to Yoho National Park, which surprisingly I think was one of my favorite spots, and that was at Emerald Lake that we saw, and that was really pretty. Is that where we saw Natural Bridge, too? I think so. I think so. It was... um, Kicking Horse River. They had this pretty cool resort right in that area. Oh, yeah, at Emerald Lake. And it's called Emerald Lake. Um, The water is green. Oh, it's beautiful. Extremely green and gorgeous. And it was just warm enough that some people were out there canoeing on it. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. It was a gorgeous day for it. And I think I didn't expect it to look as pretty as it did. And it sure did. But sometimes being the prettiest thing might not always be the the safest thing in the world. Like I said, we're talking about some canoers. Um, Apparently, uh, this, this past week, they had found a body at one of the lakes. Yes, at Lake Louise in... Poor soul had, I guess, been missing since October. Yeah, he'd been gone that long. And then, you know, snow happens, ice happens, things freeze over. And then it finally thaws out. And then people get the the urge to travel and explore and hang out in their kayaks and their canoes. And they're like, hey, what's that floating over there? Yeah. So he was at least discovered and found for his family and closure. Yeah. So the moral of the story, if there is one, is... Travel in numbers, always have your travel buddy, and let people know where you're going. Yeah, definitely let people know where you are. That's definitely safer. Especially if you're trying to get back home and find some good places to eat. Uh, yes, which including, speaking of food, we had some great meals in Banff. We would recommend the Salt Lick for steaks. Really good. We sat outside on a beautiful day. It was really cool being right in the heart of the city. And the Banff Brewery, which is a sister brewery of Jasper Brewing. And then also the Elk. We had a lot of good good food there for sure. I, I loved 95% of my food that I had on this trip. Uh, yes. I think we had one if iffy meal at one of the pizza places, which we ate at three of them. So I guess that's okay. Because I love pizza. Uh, yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> 
But uh, I think some of our best times were had where we stayed in Kenmore, as we mentioned earlier. And that was our favorite place, I think, for the entire trip. Like our hotel, you look outside and you can see the mountains. They're all surrounding you. You step outside, you're surrounded by beautiful mountains. And then even when it started to get a little bit uh, stormy, like a storm came in towards the end of our trip. Yeah. And there was a whole bunch of clouds. But when you saw the clouds come in, they were just low enough that they were um, kind of, uh, it's almost like water, like it was upside down, kind of flowing through the mountains, kind of like a giant wave of clouds. It was like a cloud river is what he's trying to describe. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a cloud river. Hashtag cloud river, by the way. <laughs> by a crazy person. <laughs> uh, so when we were out there and uh, some of our cool places, like we went to this... Uh, there's this really weird um, pathway called Grassy Lakes. Yes, that was fun, wasn't it? It was, uh, I would say, about a 50-degree incline. The entire way. On the easy side. We, we There was a sign that says difficult and easy, and we did the easy on the way up and on the way down. And we definitely probably tried to give up several times. It was our final hike that we did. And even the lakes at the top were pretty, but nothing spectacular. But the view of Canmore, the city down below, made it worth it. And then we went to Mini Wonka, which is absolutely gorgeous. That was gorgeous. And I swear I've read that that was a man-made lake, but I don't see how. It was huge. But maybe somehow, long ago, they did something spectacular without the use of modern machinery. It's also hard to pronounce unless you really break it down. <laughs> Mini Wonka. Mini Wonka. That was the place that I got some good shots of some chipmunks, which were cute and sadly not afraid of humans. I think I named a couple of them. Chip and Dale? No, 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 <laughs> no. More like like Frank and Ronnie or something. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, so we also ate at a couple of awesome places. Um, I would recommend uh, the Woods. It's got a, it's a great place over in the middle of Canmore. Um, Tavern 1883 is pretty chill. That was really good. I had whiskey. No, wait, I'm sorry. Canadian rye scotch Ooh. called Pendleton. That's fancy. And that was good. I want to get me some more of that. And then sadly, uh, we had to head back towards Calgary and it was raining. And cold. It was oh, yeah. pretty cold. So, uh. And we looked for something to do cause inside. Because we, we left like early in the morning, got there about noonish had lunch at some sort of like biker bar, and then we uh, had to find something to do. So after using Starbucks's Wi-Fi and having a hot beverage... Because it was cold and rainy. Uh, we finally decided, after looking at all kinds of museums to go to, we went to the Calgary Zoo instead. Yeah, so we saw all sorts of uh, lions and tigers and... Bears. Oh, my. Um, <laughs> and it was pretty chill. It was, uh, it was fun. That wasn't the only wildlife we saw. Like that was the stuff that we saw at the zoo, which I recommend. Give yourself a half day, see some pretty cool stuff if you ever wanted to head out in that area. But along the trip, like I said, it was more like a photo safari because I would drive, and then we would slow down, and she'd get her camera out, and then go click, 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 and then start taking a couple of photos of whatever we saw on the side of the road. Absolutely. Sometimes sports mode is definitely your friend because we saw bald eagles and elk and deer. Those deer are huge. Our little deer here in Florida are just little baby deer compared to those things. <laughs> <laughs> and we saw, I think, three black bears on our entire trip. That's about right. And then a grizzly bear, although 
I don't know. We flew by that grizzly bear so fast. I don't know if that was a grizzly bear or just a brown black bear. It could be. <laughs> um, we also saw what we think are ravens. I was trying to differentiate the between crows and ravens, but they that was huge. probably the most popular bird we saw. So what's a group of ravens? No, I think a group of crows is called a murder, if I remember correctly. That is ominous. Or maybe it's a group of raisins, ravens. <laughs> Not raisins, ravens. A, what is a group of raisins called? <laughs> a snack. Nice. <laughs> oh, a group of ravens is apparently called an unkindness. Oh, yeah. Or a conspiracy. conspiracy. Yeah. That. So would you rather have that or a murder? I guess an unkindness. That's probably when they poop on you. Oh, yikes. <laughs> but we also saw this uh, bird all the time. It was like a black and white, I don't know, almost like a small crow. It was about as big as a shoe. And it had like a longer tail and we had no idea what it was. Well, I finally looked it up when we got back and it was a black-billed magpie, which were everywhere. Magpie, that's one of those things that you cook in the bakery, right? I honestly don't know. Okay. What would you put in that? In a magpie? Um, magnets? magazines i'm not eating that <laughs> i'm cooking dinner tonight <laughs> um so what was what would you say like your favorite place you ate at is my favorite place that we ate at i would probably say either salt lick jasper brewing or the jasper pizza place because when we ate at the pizza place and salt lick we got to sit outside and it was really beautiful the jasper pizza was way better because we had a view of the mountains oh yeah I not not just the city, but Jasper Brewing was fun. Remember that creme brulee? We had s'mores creme brulee, and they brought us out the creme brulee and then a cinnamon stick that had been like on fire, so it was still smoking and smoldering, and that was a really cool presentation. Never seen that before. And out of all of the uh, places where we got out and took photos, out of I know it's going to be hard, out of all of the, the parks and the lakes, where was your favorite one to take a photo at? Oh my gosh. I would still say probably Moraine Lake because that was the place that I had seen myself at for so long and been dreaming about. It was the background on my phone and I finally got to replace the picture with one of my own pictures, not one that I got from the internet. How about you? I I love the Moraine, but I also uh, definitely enjoyed that Johnson Canyon. Yeah. And... um. And the uh, the Mini Wonka was pretty chill, too. Like Mini Wonka. That was kind of fun. That was very quiet out there. Nice and peaceful. Yes. Well, the whole trip was peaceful. So if you ever want to head out in that area, I definitely recommend it. Alberta is absolutely beautiful. Absolutely. I want to go back tomorrow. <laughs> Tonight. But, but we can't. And um, we're going to be here having all sorts of fun times in the upcoming episodes of did you know with ryan O. Um, we hope you enjoyed our little uh our little mini vacation recap if you have any questions comments or concerns you could always go to twitter at did you know ryan O. at our facebook page also known as did you know with ryan O. or you can email us at did you know ryan O. at gmail.com um anything else you'd like to say girly um just thanks for listening to ryan's show and please yeah ask us any questions or go yourselves plan your trip now and with that said folks find your awesomeness hold on to it and share it with the world i've been ryan o i'll see you next time